This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host Shelby Shear here with Jason Shear, or as someone called you earlier, the Queen of Wildcat Authority. They called me the Queen, or you the Queen? You. Oh, okay. Because you said I'm Jason Shear, and as someone said earlier, the Queen of Wildcat Authority. So I thought I you said, were saying. No, I said you were. I thought you queen. say you were the Queen. No. Oh, I'm the you. Queen. I'm, I'm La Reina. I'm Thank little, you. I'm a little feminine. I understand that. <laughs> Anyway, that was uh, our fun introduction for today. Um, we are 100% better from our, our illnesses of last week. I think we sound better. Do you think you sound better? Yes. There we go. And today was kind of a big day for Arizona football. Obviously, it's the lesser of the two signing days, but it is the end of the letter of intent situation, I believe. Sure, Jason's yeah. not shaking his head at me. There could be some magical exceptions, but for the most part, we know what the fall team looks like, and we're going to talk about it, and then we're also going to do a double podcast. We're going to talk about Arizona versus Oregon tomorrow. We're going to aggressively double team Arizona. We're going to do it. Not really. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, starting with football, we will say what are your overall thoughts on this class, este año, Jason. Uh, I like it quite a bit. You know, it, it may not be the highest ranked class in the country, but I, I think that, you know, when, when Jed Fish came in, he basically said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna fix the offense. And some coaches will say they're going to balance and the transfer portal makes that easier. Um, like, for instance, ASU has a situation where they added in a, like 45 players you know, a whole new team. Yeah, like it just in a 25, 26 players from the transfer portal. Dreadfish didn't have that capability when he first came to Arizona. He said, I'm going to fix this offense, um, which was really bad, as we know. And then in this offseason, he said, all right, now I'm going to fix the defense. Went out and prioritized certain positions. Linebacker, Arizona wasn't where it needed to be last season at linebacker, not even close. Went out and prioritized that. Got some offensive linemen, got some defensive linemen. But the biggest thing that I think is the difference between Jed Fish and the previous two coaches is that size and athleticism are a premium. And, you know, you could probably say, oh, that should be the case for every school in the country. Someone we know didn't really recruit very well. Rich Rod didn't care what size you were in an offense. That kind of worked. But on defense, it, it killed Arizona for quite a few years. But... I mean, you just take a look at some of the sizes of these guys, you know, 
Raymond Polito on the offensive line is 6'6", 345. Genesis Smith, 6'2". Uh, Milwaukee Riley, 6'2". Devin High, 6'2". Elijah Payne, you know, a, a offensive lineman, 6'7", 285. 6'3", corners, and they have Prysock. They have Takario Davis, who are already tall. Gavin Hunter, 6'2", you know, 6'4", tight end. 6'5", lineman, 6'7", defensive end. 6'2", 6'... I mean, I could keep going. They're all six feet. I think there's, like, two guys that are in the five-foot range. So... Size, athleticism, speed, it sounds silly, but that is something that Jed Fish has clearly uh, prioritized, and, and it's it's important, especially when you compare his approach with the transfer portal and the size and all that to the previous two coaches and how they kind of... I mean, Arizona's roster got to a place that it shouldn't be because there was no premium on size, speed, and athleticism, and Jed Fish has clearly put that at, at top of his list. So would you say he's really good at filling holes? Yes, Shelby. <laughs> anyway, good job, Jed. Um, there wasn't any drama today, but Arizona did sign one new player. What can you tell us about receiver Devin Hyatt? Yeah, so the big thing with Devin Hyatt is Arizona visited him last week, and you know it was a situation where it was very quiet, met with the family unofficially, you know, kind of was able to, to put a, a really positive impression. Devin Hyatt is a, a very good player. He's a legitimate prospect. He was injured. He went to IMG. IMG was loaded. So he didn't necessarily contribute um, the way that he wanted to. Now, he is an example of you know, it, it, in reality, he probably waited too long. He had very real offers from schools like Georgia. Played out the process, wanted to visit, etc. Other kids were like, oh, shit, offer from Georgia, I'm in. And when Hyatt got to a certain point in the process, the scholarships that were once there um, weren't there anymore. He could have probably, if he recruited early in the process, if he committed early in the process, he could have gone to a Tennessee, a Georgia, an Alabama, but he basically waited too long. Those schools filled up, and Arizona went and took advantage of it. You know, he is a guy where his brother obviously is a complete stud. Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, um, you know, and, and Devin Hyatt is is a big kid. He's 6'2". He's a legit 200 pounds. But, like, again, you look at his offer list at one point, Auburn, Kentucky, Bama, Florida State, Georgia, Michigan State, Oregon, Ole Miss, Penn State, South Carolina – Tennessee, I mean, this is a kid. Arizona got a top 800 kid today. And what's crazy is there's a very real chance that he walks on, um, which if that if Arizona can pull that off is pretty crazy. That's why you didn't see Arizona necessarily announce it. But he's a kid where he's going to come in and compete right away. And it doesn't affect Gary Bryant. I know people are wondering that. But it does maybe soften the blow a little bit. Gary Bryant goes elsewhere. Arizona adds a talented outside receiver with very legitimate speed, and the Arizona coaching staff was very, very happy um, with his commitment today. And so that was a, a very nice surprise, and it, it's a legitimate look. The kid is the sixth highest rated member of Arizona's class. Great. That's really good then. Yes. We should be happy which, with this. Which means that he would have been like as a, as a likely probable walk-on. It's insane. So. so that was in reference today, your tweet with the surprise. No surprises when you're Jason Shear. I just like surprising other people. I like everyone losing their minds when you do stuff like that. Like the comments are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I get a bunch of texts. I'm just like, well, where's the fun in that? 
I only tell a very select amount of people. I don't think I told you that one, did I? No, I had no idea. I saw it at work. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? I'm married to you. Surprise. I should know everything. Whatever. Uh, Transfers were clearly a bigger part of this class on the defensive side of the ball. What was the goal and what are your overall expectations? Size, athleticism, speed, size. True grit. Athleticism, speed. True grit. True grit. So, I mean, again, it goes back to what we were saying. Danny Hamili, six foot, 230 pound linebacker. Justin Flo, 6'2, 225. Oren Patu, 6'4, 200. Tyler Manoa, 6'4, 300. Bill Norton, 6'6, 285. It's guys that maybe haven't reached their potential, but when you looked at them in high school, these were the, the cream of the crop. Like Bill Norton went to Georgia. He didn't play at Georgia. Big freaking deal. He didn't play at one of the at the best defense in the country and the best program over the last few years. This isn't Georgia. I, I think any rational person will realize there's a gap in programs between Georgia and Arizona. The expectation is Bill Norton will absolutely come in and start or be a very large contributor right away. Justin Flo from Oregon is coming in to play right away. This is a kid that at one point was considered the best high school linebacker out of the West in a decade when he committed to Oregon. If you don't, if you haven't seen his high school highlights, Google his high school highlights. There's one where he picks up a kid and annihilates him. Um, it's poor kid. I don't know what I've had out of him. Danny Humili, another one. Highly regarded out of high school. Injuries, some issues at Washington never got it going, but he was a four-star player in high school. Oren Patu is a pass rusher. Tyler Manoa is a big dude that can plug the middle. The expectation is these guys are going to play. Are they all going to start? I don't know if Patu starts. I don't know if Manoa starts. Um, I think the other three have a very good chance of starting. But I do know that the expectation is that they're all going to contribute. The goal was to take players that have multiple years, too. Because of the COVID year, Flo has multiple. Hamili has multiple. Patu, those guys have multiple. I don't believe Norton does. I'm not positive off the top of my head. I believe he's a graduate transfer. But most of these guys have multiple years, which is a big deal. You're not just getting plug-and-play for one year. You're rebuilding a defense with guys that have multiple years. And again, the athletic, like, it is, they're violent. Hamili flow they're violent guys which is what you want and so there is a clear upgrade over a guy like jerry roberts who um graded out very very poorly on on pff was very slow to react wasn't an athletic type played his butt off great kid but when you compare his natural ability to a guy like justin flow or Hamili, it's it's not even on the same page so it's not even it's like an instinct for some right of these and so if these kids reach their potential what arizona thinks that they can be um, Arizona's defense is going to benefit from it greatly. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All right, well, the lines are always important. How do you think Arizona did on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, it, it did good. You know, let's let's take a look at the the offensive side of the ball. Raymond Polito is obviously a beast, four-star lineman, top 450 player, third highest commit in the class. The one thing that is a little crappy is that he won't be on campus in the spring. For an offensive lineman, that's kind of a big deal. Quarterbacks and linemen are probably the, the two biggest deals there. You got to learn the system, get in shape and all that. Polito is in pretty good shape. There is a chance that he comes in, but it would it, it's not like a Jonah Sabanea deal where Jonah comes on campus right away, loses his weight pretty quickly, and before you know it, he's starting his first game. It's going to be a little harder, but long run, I mean, you're adding a guy like Polito who's obviously really highly ranked. Elijah Payne, you know, another guy, 6'7", 285". 
Um, probably a little under-recruited, moved high schools, but a, a little under-recruited, but still had offers from ASU, Arkansas, Florida State, well-regarded, big, long, athletic, which is, again, the uh, the pattern. Uh, Rhino Tapatutai. I was calling him Rhino. I think he's underrated. I, I think he's going to wind up being one of the better players in this class. Tough kid. Another one, 6'5", 280, really good frame. Um, Colorado made a push for him at the end. ASU tried to get him. I, I think he's a he's a very strong athlete, and I think he's a guy that, in my opinion, is um, is going to be able to kind of bounce back and, and not bounce back, but make an impression earlier than, than people expect. I, I like him quite a bit. Um, you take a look also on the offensive line. Um, actually, I think that's it off the top of my head, huh? Uh, in terms of the, the offensive line, though, Sam Lange is going to play right tackle. Um, you know, I, I think this is a situation where let's see, you know, how it works in the spring. Maybe they move some things around. Let's see what Sam Lange does. If he maybe there's questions about whether or not he's the guy, I could absolutely see Arizona saying, you know what, we have scholarships. Let's go out in the portal and get one of these guys. Because, again, I, I think people don't realize that now in this day and age, the, rebuilding your roster lasts all the way through April. You're going to see a bunch of guys get beat out, even if it's beat out where they're just second string and they're not starting. They're going to enter the portal and you're going to see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A lot of, a lot of guys do that. Like, I think Arizona is probably going to lose some guys to the portal at that point. I think every team in the conference is, especially at quarterbacks, but Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. But you're going to see guys jump in. Arizona is going to be there with a potential starting spot if Lange isn't necessarily the guy. Um, they like Lange, but you never know. If he's not the guy, they're basically going to say, look, we even if we can't promise you a starting spot at right tackle, you're going to go into an open competition. And that's got to be worth something in the portal. Um, defensive line, kind of similar to what we talked about, Shelby. The theme is size and athleticism. athleticism. Tristan Davis, maybe he's not a guy that could contribute right away, but he's 6'7", 235. Boom. Dominic Lalesio, 6'4", 230. Nicholas Fernandez, 6'4", 265. Uh, Keanu Miloto, who they like more. This is one of these guys they like more. Um, you know, and I also didn't mention Tyland Gonzalez, which was silly. We don't have a rating on Tyland Gonzalez. The reason we don't have a rating is because the coaching staff didn't want his video out because they were afraid that he would just completely blew up. Um, his video got out in like the last two weeks before signing day, and he got SEC offers. I think Tennessee offered. Um, he is a freak. He is a very large kid. He's a basketball player. He's 6'6", 250, might be bigger. Um, but he's a guy where, you know, he's got the frame. 
to put on weight. He's a guy that the coaching staff absolutely loves. We're going to get him a rating. My guess is a three-star, but I, I like him quite a bit. We talked about Bill Norton and Manoa. Manoa is a little bit of a question mark for me, but again, that's a position where they're also expecting the freshman guys, the Jacob Gungaikas, the the um, the uh, tie ties, etc. The Russell Davises to take a step forward from freshman to sophomores. You know, ideally, I think Arizona would have gotten one more pass rusher, but you know that could be a situation as well where maybe they go to the portal and, and kind of reassess there. But overall, they prioritize the lines. They're going to do it again in 2024 in this recruiting class and. Uh, yeah, go from there. Okay, awesome. And what guys do you think might not be getting enough attention? Um, well, Tylen Gonzalez, I just talked to you. That's kind of our fault because we don't have him rated. Um, Charles Yates is a kid where he kind of took off in the process late, had an offer from Kansas, but he's a kid that Arizona, Juco kid, has the ability to play multiple positions. But Arizona really took a very close look at him and liked him quite a bit. Um, I'm always big on, you know, like I, I said, Rhino, I, I think is good. I think Brandon Johnson is probably underrated. I don't think we're going to see what he can do as a freshman because he's a running back and that room is loaded, but he runs with power. He's 5'9", 185, but he's really strong and he has the speed to match. Um, you know, Emmanuel Carmley is a guy, 6'3", corner. He's got the length, but the guy that I think is probably underrated, which sounds silly because we have him ranked in the top 500 is Genesis Smith. I, I think that the safety out of Hamilton has a very real chance to start. If he doesn't start, he's going to play quite a bit. But he's a guy that the coaching staff is very, very high on. And I know you don't have a question written out, but it would be dumb for me not to mention um, Dwayne Aquina. That's a big deal. Arizona added Dwayne Aquina to the coaching staff. But the big thing there is, A, he's his resume is ridiculous. But... You know, we, we mentioned previously, and I posted on the board, that the expectation in college football is that analysts, there's going to be no longer a cap on what they can do on the field in terms of helping guys during practice and all that. And so Arizona is fully of the belief that it will be a rule that it will get into place, that analysts have more freedom. And so by hiring Dwayne Aquina as an analyst, um, that's a big deal. Now, Arizona's cornerback coach, there's some names up there. There's one surprise name that is a possibility I'm not getting into here. But um, uh, there's still some options, and I think there's some good ones. But um, Arizona is, you know, the ability to hire a corner coach and Dwayne Aquina as an analyst is pretty – I mean, that's like – someone said it well. It's an SEC move. Like, guys like Dwayne Aquina, you know, being able to hire him for experience is usually like something that SEC school will do when it adds 40 analysts. So Arizona's ability to do that is uh, is pretty cool and, and pretty impressive. Important. Yeah. To, to, so to, by surprise, you mean that you know and you're just not telling us. What? The surprise. There's a candidate out there that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's currently employed by another school. Mm. Mm. Secrecy. I like it. All right. Well, it was a great day for Arizona football. Bear down. We're going to transition to men's basketball. So you're getting two for the price of one for this podcast. Arizona is playing Oregon on Thursday at McHale. And we're excited for it. it is, I think it's at 830, though. The Bill Walton, Dave Pash. Bill Walton, Dave Pash special. Um, the Wildcats got blown out in the first meeting. 
What do you attribute that to? And do you assume the motivation will be there yeah, by I, the Wildcats? Yeah, I think it was just one of those days. Oregon got their ass kicked just by ASU. Just one of those days oh, okay. that Get, get your clothes through. back on. This is oh. crazy. Wait, what? What? Um, or, Oregon uh, got their butts kicked by ASU the game before and kind of was like, okay, we're going to come out focused and energized and all that. And Arizona didn't meet the energy of Oregon and Oregon is an athletic on paper. Good team should be better than their record. And it, it's just, it happens. And as we've seen in college basketball is my theme on Twitter and on here. It is hard to win on the road in college basketball. Whenever Arizona goes on the road and has an unexpectedly tough game or loses on the road, it is hard to win on the road. Tennessee would destroy Florida on a neutral court. Tennessee would destroy Florida at Tennessee. Today, Tennessee went to Florida and lost by double digits. Because it is hard to win on the road. So, in terms of motivation, yeah, I think it's a revenge tour of sorts. Um, because mostly Arizona lost to, uh, to Utah. They're going to have that revenge. They lost to Oregon. I think that revenge is there. And then Washington State. We saw what happened. The motivation was clearly not an issue when Arizona faced Washington State. Arizona came out very focused, intense, played well enough to win. I don't think that score was as close as that game indicated. I think this is kind of the next step. And in order to kind of stabilize your track record, your tournament resume and all that, this is important. Arizona can't get swept by and and average Oregon team. It needs to be able to win this game at home. Losing a road game to Oregon isn't a big deal. Losing a home game to Oregon uh, would be a pretty crappy look. So Arizona needs to be able to bounce back and uh, and, and be able to beat Oregon in order to kind of... Because we're at the, the stage in the beginning of February where we're talking about seeding and we're talking legitimately like if Arizona wants a one seed and wants to be able to pull that off um it needs to be able to win these home games and pretty much sweep at home the rest of the year in, in order to kind of get some leeway all right well as usual what matchup intrigues you the most i thought you know umar balo got killed in that first meeting uh napoli dante did whatever he wanted um in that meeting <laughs> as you hear my dog crying i said napoli dante and cora started bawling so that's what Cora remembers about that game. But, you know, you take a look at Umar, and I know that there are health issues and all that, but Arizona lost by 19. Umar went 5 of 10 for 10 and 7, had four fouls. But the real issue was that Nafali went for 22 and 10 and only missed two shots. There was just no resistance whatsoever. Um, that matchup is something I'm looking forward to because, like, Umar had the issues against Washington State in the first meeting and bounced back really nicely defensively. Is he going to be able to do that? You know Arizona's trying to make it personal with him in order to get him, but that matchup clearly intrigues me um, the most. I, I think that's a game-winning type of, of matchup, game-deciding type of matchup, I should say. And where can Arizona take advantage? Well, well Shelby, I think you know this answer. Azulis Tubelis. Yeah, it's always Azulis. Uh, Oregon has no one that can guard Azulis. As bad as Arizona played that game, and they played bad, Azula still had 14-6. and six. Um, There's just no one, really, uh, that has the ability 
to uh, to guard um, Azulis on Oregon. And they'll try. I mean, they'll try with Biddle and Quincy Garrier to go small and all that. But that is clearly the matchup um, that they need to, to take advantage of. And I will say, going back to the matchup that intrigues me the most, Jermaine Cuisinart, as I call him, Cuisinart, had 27 points and couldn't miss a shot. Courtney Ramey has been um, kind of a guard stopper. Was very good against Tiger Campbell, Boogie Ellis, TJ Bamba. Um, whoever watched and had, I don't even know. Um, and now... Whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, um, and so now this is the next challenge. Cuisinart went for 27. I feel very good about saying that he won't go uh, for 27 points again. If he does, Arizona probably lost. All right. What is your prediction? I think Arizona comes out motivated. I think it's the better team. It's at home. It's a big game. I know Oregon's going to come out and, and probably give Arizona a tough half. I do think it'll be a, a shaky game for a little bit because Oregon matches up generally pretty well with athleticism and length. But at the end of the day, I just think Arizona's playing a, a high level of basketball. I really like how Arizona's played in the last two weeks. And so I, I think Arizona wins. Uh, let's go 80 to 71. Let's do that. Let's do it. You've been pretty close the last few predictions. I don't want to brag, shall we? But I don't know if Ballpark close for basketball. I don't want to brag. All right. Well, we did it. You did it. You had a long day. You were on Mike's podcast, the PHNX situation, as it were. Yes, Shelby. Did Was there anything from the presser that you attended today that perhaps uh, you were served uh, lunch? That was yeah. nice. That was a change. Yeah, Gunner Cruz is, um, it's kind of funny. I like Gunner, he's a great kid, but he they he wanted a GA role, and I believe the only thing available was he's a graduate student assistant for the strength and conditioning program, which means he has to get up at like 5 a.m. and like do the weights and stuff with the guys, and so that's kind of funny. But Oh, that builds character. He's technically not, yeah, so he's not in the QB room anymore. Will Plummer injury, we'll see there. I didn't get to go to Tommy Lloyd, uh, I watched it. Nothing crazy. I had dad life. Hashtag yep. Hashtag dad life. dad life. We had kid appointments and trip appointments. But I'll be at the game. And flag football practice. All the games. All the games. All right. Well, well, successful day. Happy February 1st. You made it. one twelfth of 2023. We did too. Because January's over. Jason's making a quizzical, confused face. I'm not good at fractions. By 112. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Bear down. Bear D's down. Shelby and I have decided instead of Maine, we're going to Philly this summer. Philly. So if you have any Philly recommendations, let us us know. Philly's special. Philly. Excited. Cheesesteaks.